You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello. Welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. I am Scout. And I am seeing a little Madela. A little Madela through my retina. Oh, wow. In front of my eyes. I'm seeing, this is, let me paint a picture for you, sisters. Yeah. It's out, we're outside. It's it's um, outside. Yeah, it's Friday, so it's Shabbat. We're coming up on a Chag Sameach weekend since it's Passover. It's Pesach. The, yeah, uh, be, be prepared for all the Passover memes. I did a very deep dive into the internet to find the best memes for you all. So head over to our Okay, this Instagram. Except they're definitely gone by now since it's Monday. No, 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 no. I like have I have posts scheduled. Oh, I got the planally up and running for Passover. We okay. got it. We got the content. I'm still painting a picture here. So Mads is in San Diego. She just arrived at my humble abode. And we are sitting outside, which we've never... Oh, no, we've recorded outside. But we're sitting outside in my garden, and there is a plethora of greens behind her with a beautiful backdrop. She has penciled in her eyebrows. Her hair is straight. She's got gold hoops. She's wearing jeans, which I'm concerned about. And... um I don't want Mads to describe what she sees because it's it's not a cute look on, on my behalf. Yeah, I leveled up and I have respect for my sister um, and I came prepared to look presentable for the podcast. I get I am I'm it's honestly disrespectful to our community that you showed up like this. First of all, nobody can see us. This is an <laughs> audio only platform. So literally it doesn't matter. And 
And the just second kidding. Thing, the, the only reason we are podcasters is because we honestly we didn't want to wear makeup and look presentable. We always just want to look schleppy. Yeah, not even just schleppy. We just not worry about it because you know um, what's the Haim sister? Haim sister. Haim. Um, who has weird faces when she plays SD? music. Yeah. I feel as if if we, I'm just going to compare our artistry to hers. I feel as if if we Accurate. filmed, you know, which we do now on Zoom because we have to, but if we had an in-person setup with a YouTube crew camera shit, I would be worried about my posture. I'd be worried about the double chin. The I'd double be worried chin about is the angle. It's just, it's not... This is this is the content. It is the things we are saying out of our mouth, not the way my bloated tummy looks at 7 p.m. after I've had pizza. You know, amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just reveling in how good I look because I never look this good so honestly this is where the sass is coming from I'm just like everyone compliment me move aside like I like how you say this is where the sass has come from as if you're not <laughs> as if you don't bring me sass on a regular fucking basis know, it's so true um all right should we get into current fixations oh yes let's get into current fixations Okay, so my current fixation, I'll go first, as I always do. My current fixation is kombucha, but it's a very specific brand. It is the Synergy brand, and then it's a very specific flavor. It's the Trilogy flavor. And I get it, I basically have a huge, 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 I get the oversized kind of bottle every single week, and Adam and I drink it at night if I don't want a glass of wine, but I want something fancy, I'll put it in a glass of wine just to feel as if i You I'm mean you'll put it in a wine glass? In a wine glass, just to feel as if I'm doing that nice transition from 5 p.m. to the rest of the night. Um, I, I've tried other brands of kombucha, you know, like the Health Aid, et cetera, and something about the Trilogy flavor with Synergy Kombucha, it's not... I, from what I understand of the brand, it's not this trendy brand. It's a lot more rooted in the kombucha roots and history. So I don't think it's the most mainstream situation. You're not going to find it at the gas station. You're not going to find it at the, you know, the Malibu Surfrider had health aid. You know, you're not going to find synergy there. Oh, but no. if you go to, I'm sure, Erwan, which we don't have in San Diego, but these fucking L.A. people don't shut up about Erwan. <laughs> if you go to any health food store, I believe they'll have the synergy kombucha. Highly Highly recommend. So it's very Kourtney Kardashian of you to drink kombucha in a wine glass. You're um, ahead of the curve. You know what? I I don't think so at all. Oh. I think that it is um, very scout of Kourtney Kardashian because... Uh, oh, shit! One, I don't consume Kardashian content, so, you know, no influence You're there. missing out. Yeah, I'm sure I'm missing out. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm real sure There was that. some great Kendall content Um on Kylie's YouTube channel the other day, and I just, it solidified my deep-rooted love for her. Yes, which I started and identified and, you know, really. Yeah, uh, you really you were a trailblazer in that. The, I the, am. The Kendall Jenner stanhood. I'm the trailblazer in the Kendall Jenner. I love that girl. Yeah. So, yes, that's my current fixation. Um, I just had some, too. For some reason, it's a really nice pick-me-up. Like, sometimes instead of having a green tea or if I need a, you know, I don't want a whole coffee or I don't want the jitters from caffeine, a kombucha just kind of keeps you alert. It keeps you fresh. It kind of gets you your mind clear. So just a really big fan overall. So I am a consumer of kombucha, yet the probiotics are too much for me. I, mm. my, it fucks up my stomach. 
Oh. It's too much you know, you gurgling have, and burgling down there. You have there. a probiotic sensitivity because this has yeah. happened to other probiotics that you've taken. Oh, yeah. I've thrown up from probiotics. Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, the MCT oil saga, <laughs> like literally anything that fucks with the microbiome just doesn't s- settle well with me. I really love the taste of kombucha, but I can't drink too much of it because then my stomach starts to gurgle. Oh, I can drink kombucha all day. Well, aren't long. you lucky in your beautiful metabolism? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I should celebrate that for a second. So thanks for uh, bringing that to my attention. How lucky I am. Just another thing to add to my gratitude list. I'm I'm beaming. Today in my uh, team meeting, I said, happy Friday, Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach, happy Passover, happy early Easter. And then I said, wow, what a time to be alive where I can just list all these exciting things that are happening to our world in this next week. I mean, holidays. We got Shabbat. We got Passover. We got, we got the Easter. We got the weekend. You know, it's it's a lot. And it's just, I'm just great. I'm I'm just really, I'm, I'm saying, it's, I sound sarcastic, but I'm being very, very serious. I'm just really grateful. Wait, Scout, did you smoke weed before this? What is happening? No. I'm, oh, wow. I'm just really tired. I, yeah. uh, I uh, fucked up my calendar this week, so I did a little... Uh, Overextended, over a little twelve-hour over, uh, workday situation. Yeah, nope. Not, we don't condone. No, we, we don't. don't condone. You know That's what? It's not fun. A good you know, way. I, yeah, but uh, unpopular opinion. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fucking fun that day. Oh. I was going, 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 I'm but, going. But you know, going back, back to Cali, Cali. But you know, just like when you drink too much, the hangover comes, and so I'm dealing with the hangover. Oh, a work hangover. Interesting. I never heard of it that way. But that is that is big. That Literally exists. This, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in a work hangover. Accurate uh, de- pre- uh, description. Okay, my current fixation. Is the song? I haven't done a song in a while, so this is this is really fun. Justin Bieber's "Peaches." This song is delightful. It tastes like watermelon on a summer day. Okay, don't quote Harry Styles. And I know, I know. I, I I was trying. <laughs> well, no, it tastes like strawberries. Why? Why does he say strawberries for watermelon sugar? Because so, you know, different women's out. vaginas taste <laughs> differently, like different and he fruit. wanted he wanted to poetically describe oh. the uh, range of senses. Got it. Okay. So, but this song "Peaches" by Justin Bieber, it's I don't know how else to describe it, but it's a vibe. Like I haven't heard a song like this that I've felt so there. You know, when you hear a specific song and you just you know you you know that this is going to be the song for you. You know, some other songs, it takes a little couple of listens to really get used to it. This song, I heard it first on TikTok where I hear all the songs. And I was like, fuck, this is it for me. This is it for me. This is the summer 2021. This is us driving with the convertible. Got to get myself a convertible. Going down PCH. Got my peaches out in Georgia. We got to get some peaches shipped to us from Georgia. And then we don't smoke weed, but, you know, the weed is flowing in California. And then we got to get up north to Canada because badass bitches are there and that's us. Okay, one... We're not the baddest bitches because apparently, according to those lyrics, they're in Canada and we aren't from Canada. Yes, and it's he's talking about Haley Bieber. So, oh, is she Canadian? No, Justin Bieber is Canadian. Oh, oh I forgot gosh. about that. You know, I really enjoy Justin Bieber lately. I'm really out. Uh, I'm just gonna read I know, this one you lyric. Really, you really do love him. I'm gonna read this one lyric, but this is from Holy, from which I'm still just going to church with. And Chance the Rapper has a whatever they call it. What did they call it? A stanza? A feature? A stanza? <laughs> That's in the poem. Oh, 
a verse. A verse. <laughs> whatever. He says this thing that I love so much that sometimes I cry. Chance the Rapper says, I know I ain't leaving you like I know he ain't leaving us. I know we believe in God and I know God believes in us. And I, there is nothing better than those two sentences. I drive and cry. I'm just like, I know I ain't leaving you like I know he ain't leaving us. I know we okay. believe in okay, God you already and I know <laughs> God believes in us. Okay, Scout, you're a believer. Yes. Well, okay, but... I'm a believer, and then, no. you know, no. <laughs> like, then BCC believer. BCC? <laughs> That's not the... <laughs> wow, look at us, just becoming Justin Bieber stands. What, like, when did this happen? Um, I wasn't a Justin Bieber stan until Holy came out, and, yeah, until Holy came well, out. Well, until he had this, like, very spiritual awakening. And yeah, and now I really relate to him. I, I mean... On a visceral level. Wow, although, if although, I could get you and Justin Bieber in a room together, that would be a sight. Yeah. Um, I watched Shark Tank last night, and he endorsed oh, one of the ergonomic chairs that came on, which Justin I thought Bieber did. Yeah, I thought it was a weird play. Oh, Justin move. Bieber was on Shark Tank. No, he just filmed a video for the person going on Shark Tank to endorse the product. Oh, very interesting. Okay, it was weird. It wasn't. Oh, it wasn't a common. It wasn't on brand for for Bieber for <laughs> for Bieber to like this ergonomic chair. Yeah, okay. personally, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't um, convinced okay. that he uses it on a daily basis, but it was nice to see his face. God. Okay. Um, I'm sorry if I'm squirming um, about. My buttocks are killing me because I um I I turned over to the dark side and I uh, she went on the fucking Peloton. I went on the Peloton. So Mads won't shut up about this motherfucking Peloton. You I'm in went, love. You went on our dad's girlfriend's Peloton. I'm. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. So I'm at, uh, pre. Pre-COVID, I was an avid cycler, cyclist, if you will, and I frequented all the bougie cycling studios. I was front and center. Yes, yeah, so it was, was I, and it was a disaster. Yeah, Scout's not a good cycler. I am a great one. I am a good cycler. It just depends on what you define as a good cycler. The I, way I define it, you're not a good cycler. The pace at which I go in is lovely. I just, you know, when I get yelled at to go faster, I look at them and I say, I'm really sorry, but I you're know. yelling at the wrong person because it's just not going to happen. <laughs> okay, well, anyways, I need someone to yell at me. So I, for this whole time, have not been on a bike because I do not own a Peloton. And I, you know, thought I didn't miss it, but... I drove to San Diego two days earlier than Passover because I wanted to get my tuchis on that Peloton. And did the tuchis get on it? I mean, one, it's like my my butt hurts so bad because I haven't sat in that seat for so Dude, long. I so the, that the bone, the bone is like Ugh. aching. But let me tell you, that Peloton, great product. Great product. That's what they say. You know, I really love cycling too. It was the only cardio that I enjoyed doing. I loved going to cycling classes. It's something that I willingly did on my own without someone like you taking me i just prefer it at a different pace than the rest of the class yeah no this is like this is like some crazy uh what a triathlon type shit that i like mm, to do yeah i, I, I filtered to hardest oh. i took the hardest class well you know this you know there's this whole which you posted about this one guy so I was checking Cody him out. Rigsby yeah. yeah he wears a lightning earring just in one ear which I always find the one ear on men quite intriguing I have my yeah. thoughts but oh. it's so interesting to see that there is these Peloton influencers Oh, oh you have no idea so mm. I knew about it infiltrates past the Peloton community this place this is like a cult over Matt's, here everything infiltrates you past <laughs> the specific okay. community Well Cody Rigsby for, uh, specifically 
is big on TikTok. And he's not even on TikTok. It's people taking videos of like things he says during the ride. So okay, I, I did one this morning. How do I get that job where people film me doing whatever I am doing and putting it on TikTok and therefore I'm TikTok famous yeah. without having to do anything? Yeah. I mean, it's ideal. It's an ideal it's setup. An ideal it's situation. an ideal setup. So, because he just says the mo- most outrageous things. He was like, <laughs> he was like, oh, oh, girl. If we're at a hotel, you better not be going into the mini fridge. Oh, no. Like, it didn't make any sense. It's just like, no, no, no. My credit card is on file, and you're not going to the mini fridge. No way. Not my ass. No. I was like, what are you saying? You know what? The mini fridge is an interesting concept. Some hotels, one time, I took stuff out of the mini fridge to put things in the mini fridge that I had brought in. Like, Mm -hmm. I brought a bottle of wine. Sure. I got charged because the mini fridge had sensors. So, anytime something left the mini fridge, the sensor would go off that the M&M weight was not on the tray anymore, on the shelf, and then I got charged. That's a rookie mistake. One other thing I want to mention to him that I feel like you would... uh, you would feel kinship towards he was playing fergie actually the the music you would love he played all early 2000s mm, music pop and he was playing glamorous and he said he's like let's bring it back to college let's bring it back to college for me it was high school and he was like i'm wearing my deep my american apparel oh, deep yes. v-neck i'm wearing my boot cut true religion jeans i'm wearing uggs yep. and i'm telling people to get their broke ass home when i do i'm broke ass like, oh <laughs> my god <laughs> Guys, if you have a Peloton, one, I'm jealous. <laughs> Two, get, I mean, you're probably on the Cody Riz- Rigsby train. I, I posted an Instagram story asking for Peloton instructor um, recommendations. There was not one that didn't say Cody Rigsby. Every person is obsessed with him. He's hilarious. Huh. And Anyways. You know, the Peloton's actually, a, it's it's decently priced. It's really not terrible. I mean, it's a... It's a little bit of a big investment on front, but I mean, if you really use it and you don't go to a spin studio again, right. it, it, it pays for itself eventually. Yeah, I was talking to our, our dad's girlfriend, and I, it's just so sad because I was... I identified as a class worker-outer, you I know, know what I mean? I was, like cla- I was like queen of class pass, and now, honestly, even when studios open again I don't know if I'm gonna go back to be honest I was you know me I was never a class person um until I went super hard at F45 and then you know hurt injured my back no. which is still healing no not true yes I went to F45 f- no 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 you did but you did not hurt your back I I did injure my back I couldn't walk for a long time and I woke up in the middle of the night last night because it hurts so I did <laughs> fuck you lingering back pains from like two years ago Yes, my I, I have sciatica issues. <laughs> Naomi told me that I have to stretch like an hour all the time because my I'm so tight that it's painful. Got it. I have issues. Uh, I, that we know. So that anyways, know. Um, now that the culture is the work at home, I yeah. work the work out from home. I actually now am a worker outer. Yes. I. I would I I've been waiting to say this on the podcast because I didn't want to say it prematurely and have you not believe me, but I officially do cardio for 30 to 45 minutes every single morning, five times a week. And then I do Pilates three times a week with Melissa Wood. So I am I move my body. I'm so proud of you, Scout. I even use Bala Bangles. Those those things will those are the sneaky dude. It amps it up. You're yeah. like oh one pound, no big deal. No, oh. it amps it. Oh, I have the three pounders. Okay, there's oh, one. The there's literally no such thing as a three pound ball. I have the three bangles. pound weights. Oh, bitch. The ball bars. Yes, bitch. I and I have the, the two bars. pound uh, bangles. Mm. 
Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. 
All right, let's move on to this episode. Oh yeah, this went we into a whole. Well, we haven't we haven't recorded a whole solo episode together. We just had so much. Sisters. We had so much to catch up on. Um, all right, so this episode just gonna be you know a little nice, delightful solo episode for your Monday and for your week. Um, we took questions from you all, and we're just we're leaving it all out on the pod. Yeah, there's some as per stuff. usual. As per usual. So we did a Q and A. So here are some. Of I want. I want. I haven't seen these questions, so I want like juicy. I want like real juicy. You know what? I was really, really. It was really interesting because I sifted through the questions and I picked them and organized them, which is strange. This is like role reversal here, but right. I was very interested because I think that these questions are a really big testament to potentially how you and I have grown up and how the sisterhood is entering into a new phase of their life. Oh. Because there are no juicy, really, there's really no juicy questions. It's mostly about self-development and careers and... It's amazing. I'm so proud of you all um, for focusing on that. But, like, give me the fucking juice. Also, why why is being a having juicy questions moving into a different phase in your life? Because they're not interested in the taboo crazy shit we do. They're interested... In questions that will help them in their lives. So it's wow. just, it's so cool, sisters. When I was it's reading so cool. this, I was like, wow, I think that we've cultivated a community with you guys, with all of us, where we're down to to work on ourselves, you know? That is a cornerstone of OKSIS. Yeah. Well, it was just nice to see it um, in writing on the Instagram story question box. Okay. Oh. So Jen asked for advice for when you finally quit your job to work for yourself. Scott, you can take this one. I can take this one. I did this. Um, Okay, so there's so much that goes into it, but I will just start out by saying I didn't really think much, which is pretty on brand for me when it comes to business decisions. But two years ago, I was working for my mother and um, for her tech startup, same place Mads works. We were working together in our day job too, which was crazy. Um, and I had started my agency and three months into the agency, I saw that I was making basically the exact salary that I was making at my day job. And so I called my dad and I told him and I said, I think I'm going to quit my job. And he said, that's way too fucking early. You're insane. And I said, well, okay, well, that sounds good. So I did it anyways. Um, because I just felt it was right. I felt that I was at a point where I had a proof of concept that my services were working. I really believed in myself and energetically I was just ready to jump in. So when you are finally ready to quit your job to work for yourself, there are things that you can implement, right? That everyone says over and over, make sure that your side hustle um, makes at least as much as your current day job or if you're willing to take a pay cut make sure that it covers your expenses and that you can budget appropriately I, I always like to say make sure you have some in your savings because as you quit your day job your income your monthly revenue salary is now no longer guaranteed and it can sincerely and seriously fluctuate so having savings to that you are comfortable taking out of that you are comfortable relying on in case something you know, fluctuates within the revenue of your business. But you all, you already knew that, right? Everyone knows to do that stuff. I think the biggest advice is that you have to feel it in your gut that you're ready and you have to wake up the very next day and fucking go. Once you start- I was going to say, I feel like a lot of it has to be driven by intrinsic motivation. And if you don't have that like propeller in you that can- be self-disciplined and motivated 
by some certain certain internal compass, I don't think it works. Also, right? and it's interesting that you say that, Mads. Yeah, you have to you have to have proof that you'll get up and work eight, ten, twelve hour days to get your business moving and grooving because you've been used to working on it as a side hustle, and now that you're going to have it as your full time yeah. job, it it opens up so many more opportunities. But I think what you bring up is really great point, Mads, because I see in you, I think that. Um, if you were to quit your job, you would feel comfortable organizing your days and being intrinsically motivated because you have worked on your side hustle for a certain amount of time, or you've worked on projects that are just you without a boss. So now you know that you can do that and you're in it and you're being pulled. So I would say the main advice is don't quit your day job until you have that confidence in yourself that you are so intrinsically motivated and self-disciplined that, you know, that first day of working for yourself, you're fucking going hard. Love that. Great advice. Yeah. I was really inspired by you. It wasn't coming out. And then you said that. And I saw something in you that I'm so proud of. Thanks. Okay. So Portia asked, best advice to start doing what you love without fear of others' judgment. Oh, Portia. Daily, daily fucking struggle. Daily struggles. So something I actually have been thinking about a lot as I um, am gearing up to start my YouTube channel is that which I'm so I I, I just have to put this on the record you've that I, already put it on every record I am so supportive of the actual YouTube channel I am a little bit non-supportive of the amount that you're putting on your plate because maybe yeah. you're entering into the toxic hustle culture that you've tried so f- so long to stay away from maybe but as in I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in a way Scout that you will understand. I feel an energetically pulled. I, I know. And to you'll be YouTube. so good on YouTube. I'm going to be left behind. No one's going to even want to know me anymore. I feel like this is the platform where I will thrive. Yeah, you will. You really will. I also don't think it's very low stakes. Look, I'm learning Adobe Premiere Pro. This is an amazing skill to just have on my resume. No, no matter what. And it's a great, even we, I could use it for okay sis. I can use this skill for anything. So I don't think that that's like a waste of time. So I'm learning that. Oh no, hundred percent. That's a great idea. Right. And so I'll film YouTube and if it gets, I'll be, I'll do a lot of check-ins. I'll really monitor. Okay. Is it burning me out or do I really want to film everything in my life? Um, This is so great because I think actually now that you're speaking, I'm just realizing a lot of things as you're speaking. Um, Oh, you know, before we started the podcast, this was not the way you approached projects. So the fact what I'm hearing from you, which I want to highlight because I think Portia, this is really, really great advice here is that you are actually not afraid to start something and have it not work out yeah You're which not, is usually which is not a big deal yeah that's, that's a big a deal hu- now you know why I start so many things because yeah. I don't actually care too much if they end up working out oh, well okay I I, I, w- I do have hopes and dreams and manifestations for the YouTube channel I want to be you know Emma Chamberlain status we'll get there it'll happen but honestly I do see this project and it's not really even for external validation for me it's more so I think a project on self-love because Mm -hmm. I'm going to be able to see myself (laughs) on a lot of angles that I don't necessarily see myself and it's going to be an exploration in and also just like a digital diary if you will totally I I I don't fucking remember anything I do. Mads, we, you know we have an audio diary the last two and a half years, right? I know, but we don't talk about our daily, daily lives, mm-hmm. like every single second, and that's what this YouTube channel is going to be. So honestly, a lot of it is for me than it is for anything else. But okay, so but I have been contemplating with this as in, holy shit, will people think I'm so embarrassing that I'm 26 years old starting a YouTube channel? That actually didn't even cross my mind. I don't care about that. More so, 
you know, w- will no one watch and it'll be just an epic fail. But I think what I'm beginning to realize is that the most cringy things in your eyes actually are really beneficial to other people, if that makes sense. So I saw this TikTok about someone was like, how to grow your TikTok, you know, and whatever. All those videos that are in your drafts that you like literally cringe at, post those because people are going to find them so funny. Like, don't overthink it. Like, just be authentic. But be honestly, be funny and silly in yourself and people will gravitate towards it. Yeah, it's it's really hard. And I, I still struggle with this today, not in the sense that I so care what people think of me, but I, I do care about the way I present myself. And a story that I can tell you is a long, long, long time ago when I had my solo podcast before OKSIS, which is how OKSIS got started. I was afraid to hop into the content creation game because of what one of my friends would have thought, mm. who actually... I have, I have, I have one friend in yeah, mind yeah. that I'm thinking about. And the reason I don't want to start this YouTube channel. Do you know channel. which one mine is? I don't know which one. I, I know which one yours you is. And I I have one person that I literally. And honestly, it's just that one it's fucking one, person. One person. So, And this person actually outwardly expressed, why are you doing this with your life? Don't you think working towards a career where you just take ads is a meaningless existence? <gasps> and oh. I had to, in that moment, really, really dig deep inside me. Because I valued this person's opinion, um, potentially to an unhealthy point. And this person was a very good friend of mine. And I made the conscious decision to act despite of that statement. And to this day, what, four years later, I sometimes post things and think about what this person, person. would say. And But the point of the story here is, Portia, if I had listened to that one person or had listened to that fear within me of being judged Mads and I wouldn't have started okay sis mm-hmm. and looking back on the t- last two and a half years of my our lives okay sis has brought us everything yeah it's brought us personal development it's brought us a closer relationship with ourselves it has brought us a network of incredibly rad women mm-hmm. it has brought us all of you the sisterhood which is literally the most incredible community of women I've ever met like ever ever on the internet yeah and so you you can Think about what I like to say is think about what the fear of judgment of others judgment has already robbed you. Ooh, yes. Love that. Yeah. I mean, but know that everybody has this fear. Everyone. Everybody, even you, the top YouTubers. have. Yeah. This like fear. Portia, you might be thinking of like 10 people in your circle that you, you that. Well, but everyone has at least one. And it's like, just fuck that person. Like, whatever. But honestly, something else that I have started to think about is Ben was Ben was telling me, you know, I'm he's very supportive of the YouTube channel like it's gonna be hilarious like even just in daily life he's like fuck we you need the YouTube channel like you are so fucking nuts and people just need to see this side of you you're crazy so um but he was saying that I need to really be rooted in why I'm doing this because there will there will be negative comments and people that and I know that YouTube is like a savage place in terms of comments so it's like I'm willingly (laughs) subjecting myself to that but I just need to be prepared and understand why I'm doing this and always come back to that so I think taking a moment instead of rushing into something like taking a moment to establish um, I mean you could do the the personal branding hologram exercise in Jessica Zweig's book B because that will really 
define for you the content pillars and and the why and it will all everything you put out will feel aligned as a result and if someone says something be like okay you're not for me sorry bitch bye yeah and i mean even your close friends i think that we're spending so much time on this but it's it's so important you know i always think about who I am on OKSIS versus who I am in my personal brand. And, and I think they're kind of different people, but people say that they're the same. But you'll see yourself differently than the way you end up portraying yourself on the Internet. And don't be afraid. You know, I have this very set image of who I want my who I want my brand to be on the internet. I want to be moody. I want to be poetic. I want to be sophisticated. I want to be elevated. I want to be intellectual. I want to be all these things. And then I come on OKSIS podcast and I talk about my vagina. And so (laughs) realizing that... We're 360 humans. Yeah, like realizing that you don't have to... Your brand, you know, yes, of course, have the hologram and have specifics, but that there's so much more to you that you're going to share to, to discover. And she also did not ask about content creation, but that's, Oh, just well, we went there. Okay, let's another. move on. <laughs> Portia. Great question. Okay. Taylor asked, how do you handle arguments with each other that aren't just petty cis arguments? Hmm. We send each other 10 minute voice notes. Yeah. I was going to say the voice note. I still don't really understand the logistics behind how you send 10 minute voice notes, but yes, I get, I get quite a few of those. I think that when we have something to say to one another that we want each other to seriously consider and, and it, you know, we've put some thought into it or something bothered us, we'll usually, if we're not in person, send a voice note. And we usually understand the energy behind the voice note and we listen and, and we're really good about yeah meeting each other. We also just like we know a boundary, like we know the tone of voice, we know the infliction when someone comes to the other with something that is either bothering them or is not working for them we're never going to be like all right what like we're not going to not we're going to not going to dismiss it right it's it, it at the end of the day this is a business and a partnership and and but then under yeah. that is sisters so and then under that is sisters but yeah i think it's i think it's definitely um, we've never had and i don't think we've ever had such a deep argument where we've had to like stop talking stop ta- not, yeah. not even just stop talking or really sit down hash it out you know i think that we we kind of we don't get there because we say something when something's wrong very quickly and we right. catch it early on yep but sometimes it is a little bit difficult because we outwardly make fun of each other i wonder sometimes if maybe we'll go too far with that one day oh well well stay tuned <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> subscribe <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> stay tuned and subscribe. Abby asked, Scout, do you ever doubt your bipolar diagnosis or need for meds? If so, how do you cope? Mm. This is a wonderful question. Um, I do not doubt my bipolar. Da- wait, doubt. So as in like you y- you doubt that it's re- that it's an actual diagnosis or mm. that it's real? Oh, Yeah, hmm. or that it's real. There's both aspects to hmm. that. Um, I don't really doubt my diagnosis because I think think that I mean one for many years the diagnosis brought me clarity it brought me just a really great way to this is going to sound strange but put my human experience into a box that others could understand so it allowed me to express what was going on with myself to doctors therapists psychiatrists much easier it kind of just moved the paperwork part of it all along and it also in a weird way um really parallels the gravity of what goes on in my mind so when I tell someone no it's I'm bipolar they usually stop and take what I'm taking what I'm saying a little bit seriously, although Mads totally didn't do that earlier today because I had this 
situation yesterday where um, there was this guy who came to do some electrical work in my house and then he left and his energy was so off and 45 minutes later he was still waiting outside in his car and my psychosis makes me believe that men are outside my house coming to kill me. And so when I saw the real life thing, I went into a total PTSD trauma. We were on a meeting together and I kept looking over my over my shoulder because I was exiting reality a little bit and I knew that. So I think that sometimes it's a really great way to communicate to others that this is something serious happening to you. Um, but then now I've gotten to a point where I don't necessarily attach to it so significantly. Like I'm bipolar. Yeah. Okay, fine. But there's other things going on in my mind. There's other things I'm focusing on. So for me, it's just, um, a label that I can use to communicate to others versus how I so significantly see the inside of my brain. And for the need for meds, um, I have not said this on the podcast yet, and we can talk about it in depth on another episode, but I've actually been off meds for six months. Um, and it was a decision that I made for other, other reasons in my life. It was not because the meds weren't working. The meds were working fucking great. Um, I think that meds in the beginning of your journey is a very, very smart move for some people. It is a very individualized practice, meaning that I spent years where my condition was worsened because of medication. So, there is zero shame in taking meds, but you also need to know what you're doing and what you're putting inside of your body. So you need to be looking up the withdrawal symptoms and looking up what the warning signs are for, um, what's it called? Not symptoms when you have a side effect. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't really doubt my need for meds because I know intrinsically when I need them and when I'm a little bit okay off of them. Um, I think that where this question, Abby, might be coming from, and I obviously don't know you, so I'm just going to guess, is that you still have some shame that you have to settle around maybe that you have a mental illness because you are trying to doubt your mental illness. You're trying to say, maybe I don't need medication. Once you come to a place of acceptance that you need help, not only that you need help, but that you get to have help and that you deserve support in your life, um, I think you're just done with doubting and then you just start trying to heal. Love that. Yeah. Acceptance. Something that I uh, struggle with myself. Have you noticed a difference with me being off meds the last six months? Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit meaner. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> Tell me. I want to hear. I'm a little <laughs> bit shorter. Like my 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 fuse is shorter. Oh, I thought you meant you shrank. No, my fuse <laughs> is shorter. Um, yeah, I would say that. I honestly, though, I've seen worse. I've seen you well, at worse. I've, you know, what I'm I mean? now in a very good position in my life where I take such good care of myself that going off medication was scary to everybody around me. But when I did it, I knew that I was. You have the tools. Yeah, that I yeah. I'm stronger than I've ever been. Right, right, right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tia asked, has jealousy ever come to mind in your relationship? Yes, many times. Of course, as sisters, well, growing up, Scout was, Scout had big boobs and all the boys came to the milkshake. What's the song? My milkshake brings out the (laughs) boys to the yard. No boys boys came for me. That was the funny part. Every boy had the biggest crush on you. What? Growing up, all my friends, everyone. Oh my God, your, your friends? 
I think so. I was the hot older sister. You were like, yeah, because you had big old titties. This is an amazing bo- uh, ego booster for me at this moment. Great. I'm, I'm glad to provide that for you. Although they were like little boys at that point. But we'll I mean, you know, breeze yeah, past that situation. <laughs> so I think, yeah, you had this physique that I had always um, was jealous of. And you... Also, I, I also copied a lot of what you did, right? Like you were, you wrote poetry, so then I started writing poetry and journaling, and you liked fashion, so then I started to like fashion, and um, I think I just I copied a lot of what you did. But in terms of jealousy, I think um, in the current state, I'm jealous of how much you don't give a shit. I think that's something I really admire about you and that I get like annoyed that I also I don't possess that. You just have really great boundaries. You don't give a shit. You are very tenacious and honest and are su- hyper hyper focused on self-improvement and wellness and a dedication to that. And I think I've I've definitely leaned more into that, but there is like nowhere you won't go in order to help your mental health and I think that's something I'm jealous of um don't be jealous that's more of a need I guess I don't know if it's like I guess this is more like admiring I I don't know if it's like deep receded jealousy but I think that a lot of that was probably just younger sister to older sister dynamics Mm -hmm. I get jealous of you sometimes and I catch myself because I think that it goes back to um when we were both in theater and Mads kept getting the roles and I could never get a role. And I remember crying to my mom and saying, everyone thinks she is better than me. Um, And I think that in theater, it was such a, you're shining and I wasn't, you were the lead character. I was the, in the background. And so I think I've always, that moment, sometimes I think to my, like, this is really fucked up that I'll admit, but that moment of you outshining me and being the main character, sometimes I get competitive with at times. Like if Camber is the biggest success in the world and I'm not, will you outshine me in the entrepreneurial space because you outshone me as a kid? Um, mm. And since I'm the older one, I, I, you know what I mean? Does that make sense a little bit? Like sometimes I get. Yeah, but it does. I, I, I can see that. I think that, that's but like I, a sisterly. Com- we don't get competitive in the sense that we would ever go to do anything about it. But but it seems like you're so supportive of me. So it doesn't come off as. Well, because jealousy. I am. I am so supportive of you. But I get sometimes that moment of insecurity for me of like, oh, am I going to get outshone again? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you're <laughs> fucking talented and amazing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that's, I think, just like a sisterly thing. But yep. it's it's never something that I sit with. It's just something I notice. And I'm like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's reframe that perspective. Are you jealous of my flow on Instagram? No, I I like my flow. Okay. We're, we have such different flows. It's yep. hilarious. Yep. Okay. This is more of a question for Mads. Sydney asked, do you do all the branding for your cases by yourselves? And what microphones do you use to record? I'll answer the microphone real quick. Uh, we use Sennheiser. You can just Google it. It's on our Amazon um, shop, too. It is? Oh yeah. I realized that we were giving it out so much. I'm like, might as well fucking put it on the put Amazon, on Amazon. Shop. Yeah. Okay, we have an Amazon shop. That's, that's a good thing to know. Um, do we do all the branding ourselves? So we, ha- we have worked with several um, graphic designers. The main one that does all of our episode graphics is Celsi. Shout out, Celsi. She is so talented. 
So, uh, we I just discovered her on Instagram. She, she just did my th- Scouts Agency rebrand. Yeah, so go she's, check that out. Yeah, she did some stuff for me for Canberra as well. Like she is just such a reliable and amazing, like adaptable graphic designer. She is so talented, and um, so she did all of our graphics. She basically made them in Canva for us so that I can easily update them with the picture of the guest and the guest's name, um, and then that's that's pretty much all it is and then overall branding I guess it's not anything that I don't do is the okay says brand online it's just like it's it's not any video I'm not in any meme that I don't choose right so uh, yeah so like the content strategy yeah is all me the me no but I'm saying when I when I do choose to do something it is told I'm told that it is off brand yes usually scout is always off brand yeah oh my god my okay you're like itching sorry. your butt and it's really con- it's really really I'm confusing I'm me sorry i'm sorry actually the peloton. It's, it's, it's worrying me the oh peloton. It's the peloton the peloton okay okay so yeah so we use canva for everything and honestly it's it we don't have a very like defined brand i mean you see the pinks the pastel uh yellows and things like that which i love um but in every other area and project in my life i have i have developed very Unique, uh, defined brands and guidelines that I that I go by. I did not develop them. Um, I hire people to develop them. So um, it's very interesting because I I like it. It's very fluid and we can kind of go with the flow and it's fun. Um, but I think it always comes back to obviously sisterhood to. Um, energy to excitement to it's very playful playful like it just it, it feels very much like the podcast yeah very right? very approach it's playful approachable yet it has undertones of depth oh yeah bimbo. there's okay, a lot of depth please oh my God. stop itching your butt I'm it's sorry. Just, like really distracting i don't understand it really hurts okay. okay you know good lord okay kayla asked why haven't you guys stopped your jobs to do okay sis slash become influencers full-time oh my god so because would I be an influencer full time? Okay, so the my answer to this question is I run my own agency. I have a whole team over there and I am launching a book and I have other business stuff that I run and I will never give up my agency and my business. Um, I think that Mads and I can run the podcast while also having our own jobs or businesses. So it's not that I don't love OKSIS tremendously. I just need more for me. I need and not this is so influencers and content creators are businesses in their own right. Right. I need more of the traditional business stuff. So the scaling a team, scaling services, adding revenue streams, a little bit more um, traditional business, I guess you would call it, versus content creation, which is a very fucking difficult business to run. But for me, I won't ever not have my agency and my business that I run. I also think that a lot of podcasters, even if they are content creators um, and have a successful podcast, they don't just do the podcast, so right? Podcasting like, but podcasting is an extension. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, if you look at every podcaster that basically is an influencer or a content creator, they also have a YouTube, they have an Instagram, they have a, uh, X, Y, and Z, which is what I'm gonna have plus my full time job. But um, it's it's not. I don't think we could ever just do it full time. It would have to become then a business and a brand yeah. that has all these external legs. If, but that's not if really. If we did it full time, it would be like almost thirty, where we have workshops and this and this, right? And this. Like we would need, I mean, don't get me wrong. We spend, we could spend a, it's basically a part-time job for both of us. But if we were to create it full-time, I think now Mads is so, it's so amazing to see Mads so full up to speed and doing her own thing in Mm -hmm. the sense that 
now she knows how to juggle a bunch of things and now she knows how to put a lot on her plate. So yes, I don't think that I would ever um, do OKSIS full-time, probably not in the near future, but I love my personal balance of working on OKSIS and running my agency. I think it gives me the you know, I come to OKSIS for one thing and then I go to my agency for another. They fell different creative or kind of operational, inspirational needs for me. Okay, Marissa asked, do you have any rituals rituals just before recording a podcast? So we used to listen to Drake. Well, um, that was when we were together. And Taylor Swift, but... Yeah, rituals, I mean, I... I'm usually running and getting on Zoom pretty last minute. Yeah, it's not, it's honestly, we don't, I don't, I don't really condone this. I mean, I guess it works for us, but I've, I've tried to do, like, I'll block up, block off 15 minutes before any recording just to, like, there is, like, an, as Scout says, an energy shift, right? There is a new space and environment that you need to enter it is um, a time that you're going to be talking for a long time we learned from the almost 30 girls like doing some you know vocal exercises just like if you haven't talked that day like making sure that that you're prepared to deliver the content you're about to you're about to do so the dogs are having a symphony in my neighborhood you know what? This is just there. You know, it's Friday at three thirty. They're stoked. It's Friday, Friday. Okay. Anyways, that was good. Um, good stuff. But yeah, no, no, no particular rituals. I do want to. I, 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 maybe we'll, we'll talk about this. But I do want to do like a centering, a grounding, a moment of deep breath. Right before. Yeah. That would be I, good. I kind of scurry a little bit. Yeah, we scurry. Now, now that it's on Zoom, I scurry. Before, you and I would get dinner because we would right. record at 7. We would walk to Erwan. We would get sushi. <laughs> we would we would hang out. We would have a glass of wine. It would be this really, you know, bonding right. experience, which, honestly, I'm just so bummed because sitting here with you right now recording this solo, we could fucking do this all day, you and I me. Know. And Zoom, Zoom just, it just fucking sucks, dude. It I really know. does. And I guess, you know, that might be an excuse. I can get my ass to LA. You can get your, you know, come back here. Maybe we should get a little bit well, more Well, now mindful. that the Peloton's here. Well, now, okay. <laughs> not me, but the Peloton. That's what gets you down here. Okay, so Camilla asked th- a, f- a few questions, but I, I just took off the tail end of one of her questions. So this is not the only question she asked because it's going to make her maybe not sound that great, but we love you, Camilla. Um, because there was someone else who asked another question. It'll all make sense oh, in a second. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> she asked, okay, what's your least favorite thing about the other? <laughs> but there was other ones. But what? <laughs> no, there's other ones, but it just, it flows with somebody else's questions and I want to end on a good note. I am content. I am I am, you know, creating the content for really oh, to end on curating. a really great yeah, yes. curating. curating. I'm curating the conversation. Got it. So sorry, Got she it. asked a lot of other great questions, but this one I just had to pull. What's your least favorite thing about me? Um, that your hair smells so bad. <laughs> Is that all the time or was that just that last time that you saw me? I don't know. Just always smells <laughs> bad. Like you need to shower more. I no, mean, you need to wash your hair more. You wash once a week. No, one time you confessed that you didn't wash it for three weeks. Like that is just so vile. Oh yeah, no, no. I went down to once a week. But you said that my hair smelled bad, and that was literally two days after I washed it. Maybe I, you don't like the products I use. Maybe that is what it is. But I don't know. Whenever I get near you, it's like this smell. Okay, that's the least favorite thing about. Okay, well, well, do you want it? Want me to say? something about your personality i don't know i mean don't attack me but sure if you want to roast I was, me 
I don't really have anything to roast you. Um, I'll tell you what my least favorite oh, thing about you is. Great. It's that wherever you go, you make me do shit. Like, for example, <laughs> you you walk in. Like, it's just this. It's just this self-centeredness that I can't deal. It's the self-centeredness for, for me. me. She walks into my house and she's like, "Get me a glass of water." I'm like, "You fucking know where the water is. You've been here multiple times. I'm getting the episodes out. I'm getting the. I'm getting the gear out. I'm getting the computer." She's like, "Get. Can you get me a glass of water?" Like, no, yeah. no. I'm you very do selfish. It. You do it all the fucking time, and it drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. So Camila also asked what our favorite thing about each other is, and I want to pair that with what Lauren asked: things you love and admire about the other. And this is the last one, so make it make it a good well, end I of this episode. I already did that. Okay. Well, then name the top number one. Number okay, one. Top number, thing. One. The, number one. Number one. Number one. I need a sound bite. Okay? okay. I need a sound bite. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> I just recorded your face. You just so many emotions just went across your face at once. I do that a lot, don't I? Yeah, I know. It's yeah, because you're bipolar. <laughs> oh, but I'm shh. <laughs> Literally, we'll be recording, and I'll say something, and Mads is like, "Did anybody else catch that 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 sentence just went super high to super low to back I up?" I don't know what. I don't even know. Okay. Um, I think the number one thing is your dedication to self improvement and self worth and assessment. Mm. Mo- co- constant monitoring of the self. Mm. Thanks, man. Very admirable. Thank you. The thing I most admire in you is your ability to have foresight into the zeitgeist trend landscape. So that's me. You, but not just knowing foresight, but then being able to build your own product execution. that is not just execution, the vision. <laughs> that, okay, okay. Can I answer? Like, can I tell you? Okay, it's the fact that you can see what resonates with a very certain demographic that's very timely and relevant and that you're able to implement that into a brand and a product. Um, It's a very, very, very nuanced skill and vision that you have that I really, really, really admire. Thanks, gal. Because Camber is ridiculously genius. And I don't say that lightly or to a lot of people so it's ridiculously fucking genius so that's what i really at camera that's good you know what we should start doing i think that we should start doing this i was thinking the other day we should start plugging our personal instagrams because clearly we got shit going on over there guys i got a fucking link tree so so did i have you not seen my link tree my link tree is talk about back to to porsche's question about I literally posted the link tree and I was like, will people think I'm so annoying? But honestly, it's just, <laughs> there's so many places <laughs> I just want to guide my audience to. Jesus Christ. But no, I mean, I have OKSIS okay and I have Camber. Like, the whole time it's always been OKSIS, okay but mm-hmm. I also now want people to download the app or yeah. it's coming out, but I want people to sign up. So I needed Camber. And then I have these, our two, our group chats on bunches. We have our book club chat and then I have a travel chat for Camber, which mm-hmm. both of you guys. Link, link in my bio and my link tree <laughs> and then I'll have my YouTube channel right and then I put Clubhouse I put TikTok yeah. you know there's a lot of yeah. a lot of touch points on the internet so yeah my link tree is consisted of solo episodes from my Scout podcast where I talk about mental health and entrepreneurship and then I have my website I have Scout's agency's website if you want to work with Scout's agency you have the application form I do clubhouses every Tuesday. I got that link out. You know, there's shit happening. There's shit happening. So you can follow me at Scout Sobel, and you can follow Mads at Maddie Mayo, and you can yep. follow both of us at OKSIS Podcast. Wow. Seamless. Hey, Mads. Yeah. If you had to brag about one thing and don't Aww, be humble. Ah, so cute. 
What I, would you brag about? Why have we never done this in the solo episode? I don't know. Truly, I don't even know how long we've been talking. How long have we been talking? It's been a while. We okay. gotta wrap this shit so, up. Sorry, or th- or you know, I don't know what your oh, day no. looks like, but hopefully this is a nice surprise. Oh yeah, we love a long episode, a long-winded yeah. episode. Okay. One thing that I would like to brag about, and I will not be humble. I am so I have always been so grateful and so proud of myself that I work out every day and that I prioritize it. That is some that is honestly something I look forward to and I get excited about. I really, really understand that that is not the case for other people. And I would like to humble brag that it is like something I I base my entire day around. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a it's a big fucking one. Um, Are you gonna ask me? Oh, okay. Can you say it? I want the experience of being a guest on OKSIS. Oh, okay. If you could brag about one thing, and don't be (laughs) humble, what would you brag about? Right now, currently, I would brag about the fact that this is going to be a little bit abstract, but I am launching a book in August. And I have a very, very specific vision for myself as an author and having kind of this personal brand platform. And instead of waiting for certain accolades and people to give me credibility for that platform, I am implementing a five-month intensive marketing strategy to claim that position as an expert for myself. And a thought leader. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah, I'm just proud of myself that I that I'm that I'm taking it for myself. That I'm not waiting for permission. No. I'm not waiting for somebody. True scout fa- fashion. Yeah, I'm not waiting for permission. I'm really going after it with. Um, full force ahead. So I am proud that I take what I want for myself versus asking for someone else to give it to me. Amazing. Look yeah. at us. Two stars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two stars. I'm just thinking about astrology and the moon oh. and the full moon. Oh, and oh. oh. all right. Let's There's, okay. Do you know what? There was no. this Instagram. No, ad. no, no. We're wrapping it up. Okay. We're wrapping for next time. Part two. Okay. <laughs> Subscribe for part two. <laughs> <laughs> As I say on TikTok, like for part two. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, we love you, sisters. We love you. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 